0: This is the Unmuted Podcast by Mosaic, hosted by Bella Passi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unmuted Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Passi. Unmuted is a podcast where we host conversations on pressing issues in today's society, including things like social protest, Black Lives Matter, COVID, and reconciliation. We will host interviews with a diverse group of students from the PLNU community. Unmuted focuses on topics that may be considered hard to talk about, but show that by having the conversation, we can start the change that is needed in these times. And for today's conversation, we will be discussing adulting, expectations based off culture. With me, I have two guests, Harry Hahn and Andrea Revia Bojorquez. We're so excited to have them here with us today as they share their experience. Hey guys, welcome back to the Unmuted podcast. I'm so excited to be back again. Um, And I'm so excited to have our two guests here with us today. So as always, before we get started, if you guys can introduce yourself, you know, your names, how you're affiliated with Point Loma, what you do and kind of why you're here today.
1: Okay, I'll go first. Okay, Um, my name is Harry. I graduated from Point Loma 2020. I studied engineering physics and I'm currently working at a company at La Jolla called Performers Automation, and I do design work for the company. And that's so much about me.
2: Hi, everybody. My name is Andrea. I am a grad student at Point Loma. I am doing my master's in education. I work as a school, I'm an intern school counselor right now, so I work in education. And yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about adulting. Um, and kind of what that looks like based off of expectations having to do with culture, right? So you two are from different cultures than we're familiar here with in America. And so we're going gonna, to um, get into your guys' stories and what's that, what, you know, not only that has um, looked like for you, but what that has been in terms of your expectations being an adult now, Um So before we get started, as our listeners know, I like to provide a little bit of context just to um, set the tone for what we're going to be talking about today. So to get started, I want to talk about how different cultures raise their children. So in most Western societies, such as Europe and the U.S., individualism Independence and self-orientation are viewed as important. Parents encourage their children to develop skills that support these values such as assertiveness, self-confidence, self-expression, and autonomy. They want their children to develop a positive sense of self and personal worth. In some societies, such as the United States and Netherlands, people are largely driven by pursuits uh, pursuits that benefit themselves. They're expected to seek personal recognition and boost their social or financial status. Some cultures, such as in the United States, Mexico, and Chile, tend to permit and promote self-gratification. Parents in indulgent societies tend to emphasize the importance of developing self-esteem and independence. In more collectivist societies, often found in the East, overall societal values tend to include group harmony, interpersonal cooperation, and responsibility. These general cultural values affect the beliefs of parents who emphasize responsibility, cooperation, obedience, and self-control to help children develop skills for operating well in a group. These children typically learn how to control their desires, needs, and behavior from early years. In South Korea and Chile, a high value is placed on the well-being of the larger group, typically their family, but also their workplace or country. Some cultures, such as in South Korea, Belgium, and Russia, encourage restraint in the face of temptation. So that's just to set a tone, right, that introducing this idea that, you know, dependent on our culture and things like that, we all grow up with different values emphasized, Um, and within that, too, values that can pertain to gender roles, to um, religious beliefs, all those things, and those all, you know, have an impact on how we view ourselves and also how we view our future moving forward, and that also, I guess, affects the way we plan for a future then as well. Um, so that's kind of just a little bit of context for what we're going to be talking about today. So to get started, um, I kind of want to ask you guys, you know, can you briefly describe what growing up in your home was like for you as it pertains to your culture. Um, so basically kind of asking, you know, what aspects of your culture were ingrained into how you were raised? Okay.
1: Should I like go first? Yeah.
2: Um, so I'm I'm from Mexico. Uh, my family and I moved here when I was 10. So I was still relatively young. But a big thing that was ingrained in my, and from very early on was just, uh, religions, uh, specifically Catholicism, um, in Mexico, Catholic, the church is like one of the main religions. So that was something that was very important. Like going to church every Sunday, um, you know, like having Christmas with our families, Easter's with our families, uh, that was just completely ingrained in me. Um, and that was something that we did together as a family. Like it's something that we still do, um, every Christmas, um, with all of my cousins when we get together which I think that's also a big part of my culture was we always um, we all live in different parts of the world kind of a little bit. And every Christmas we all get together, like all 27 of my cousins and like we'll figure out a way to do Christmas, um, which I feel like just being around your family and being part of your family, and being close to your family was something that was very ingrained and it's just something I grew up with.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
2: That's so fun too you guys
0: all get to go together
2: and do that still. Yeah, that's it's awesome. it's been really fun. Like now that we're older, like I think we value it a mm-hmm. little bit
1: more. Totally. Yeah. Let's on. For me, um I, I after I listened to what you have said about, you know, in the US, I'll think in China, uh where I was from, like our family, my parents' generation, they focus more on uh, harmony and mm-hmm doing well as an individual and then growing up adulthood is about provide for a family and then uh, take care of the older generation like their grand my grandparents but as the past I think 1950 we had like uh, China has a rapid growth of economy and all those things and a accelerated how people think especially my generation we start to think more uh, westernized we would think more about Uh, individualism and um, achieve our own goals because our basic needs are satisfied Mm. but back then there wasn't my parents they have to worry about oh we need to put food on the table and they don't have time to think about the the top of the pyramid you know Um, so my parents their generation would call our generation as the sloppy generation because we we always just being ideal think about doing crazy things and you can't even make money to supply your food on the table But I think it's like good and bad. So, and that's what I think my culture has a little bit shifted with time and technology and information. And yeah, I'm excited to see in the future what the generation is going to look like because um, another thing I noticed really crazy is the US have really good retirement plans and arrangement but china they don't mm. if you if you are if you get old you live off your retirement plans or whatever most people can't survive they have to rely on their kids that's why in china they say it's very important to have kids uh, because you don't have kids who's going to take care of you after you get old mm. and that's really different from what u.s is like right i yeah. mean i'm sure u.s they have kids they're taking care of their parents but mm-hmm. most case they live off their uh, retirements you know
0: yeah Definitely. And you guys both, I think, um, already mentioned something in terms of your family um, and just like the impact, right, they have on you already. And so I want to ask, you you know, as it pertains especially to adulting, because I think, you know, when we're growing up as kids, our parents kind of say, this is like, they tell you their their future plans for you, right? And like what I want you to kind of be doing and stuff. Even in the context of like, um, you know, parents are like, you can do anything you want. There's still kind of like guidelines of like... They're guiding you into what exactly, is exactly okay for you to do. Exactly, <laughs> Yeah, there's still, still rules. <laughs> or like, you can do what you want when you go this way and stuff, totally. So with that, you guys probably then have, you know, a kind of an idea of what it was growing up in terms of like what your parents, what the expectations were for them of like what being an adult means um and adulting well what that all means um so what were some of those main values or concepts you know that your parents emphasized for you growing up in relation to becoming an adult and that can be values that we've talked about um in like the context of it being intangible but also like what are practical things i guess of like saying this is what an adult does or something like that does that make sense yeah
2: yeah that makes sense you can go first for this one.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll say growing up, my mom, I communicate with my mom a lot, but because my dad is always at work, at work, um, so my mom always tell me to be kind and work hard mm. at anything you do. And uh, I, she never really talked about adulthood, mm-hmm. but more adulthood topic are coming from my dad, actually. He would tell me how tough it is, um being an adult you have to take care of uh, so many things and you're out there by yourself like your parents is there but they can't help you all the time um and sounds to me when i was a kid it just seems scary to me uh being an adult and it's actually pretty scary (laughs) (laughs) going not lie but um but overall though my my mom, though, she's the emotional one, and then my dad is the logical one. But with them two combined together to help me form my perception about adulthood, it's been really helpful. One, my mom's more emotional and ideal. My dad is more realistic and logical, mm-hmm. which I think both combined is a good mixture of, you know, thinking about overall how to approach adulthood. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
2: That's so funny that you described your parents like that because my parents are the opposite though. Like my mom's the more logical one and the one who kind of likes telling me like, okay, like this is what it is. And my dad's more of like, you can do whatever, but you know, like still like, um, so it's just funny. I feel like my parents kind of have those roles switched. (laughs) Um, but growing up, I think a big part of like what being an adult meant was I was going to be able to be on my own independently. So even right now, like I'm 25 and like, I really don't think they still see me as like a full grown adult since I'm still like relying on them and like, I still live with them. So I don't really think they're gonna see me as a full fledged adult until like I'm out completely on my own and independent. Um, But a big part of it was just like a work ethic from very early on, my job was school, you know, and that that got ingrained in me that my job was school for right now, like, and that's the one thing I needed to be good at. Um, So I feel like a huge work ethic has been passed on to me because like, that was part of being an adult was like, you're gonna do your job and you're gonna do it well. Um, Specifically being a girl, like being a female, A lot of other things got passed down as to like what a female adult does, Mm -hmm. which is like, you got to learn how to cook. And like (laughs) you like need to be able to like, you know, keep a house or whatever. And that was something that I remember growing up would bug me so much because I'd be like, well, my brother's right there. Like, how come he doesn't have to learn how to cook? Um, You know, and we're only like two years apart. So it's just like, well, like. If I have to learn how to cook, he can learn how to cook right, so that was something that like as like the female perspective, yeah, I was I was always going to go to college. I was always gonna go to work, but I also had to know like how to keep a home mm. in a way
0: totally, I think, and you said something too that I was like you i wanted to touch on, which is like living still with your parents, like no matter what, even if you are an adult, it like feels like. You're not fully an adult, or they don't view you fully as adult, which is interesting because I do feel like that is um, like an individualistic culture thing, right? Because then I know in the East, and I don't know Harry if like you can confirm this or not, but there's a lot of countries I think, especially like in more in Asian culture, where it's like really normal to live with your parents until you get married as well and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting again how it's just like it's such a perspective based on like what we, whereas like here now I would say there's a lot more people living with their parents now too and stuff but um, which is like good because rent's expensive and you you gotta save money where you can and stuff that is also adulting is being financially smart Um, but there's like that I think stigma that we view it as like more so as yeah
2: uh, and I mean I to go a little further into mm -hmm. that I always knew like I wasn't gonna leave my house Mm -hmm. until I was married like Mm -hmm. that was just like a thing like I grew up like Never even thinking like, oh, I'm going to move out and be yeah. with my friends. Like maybe I was going to move out and go away for college. But then when I was done with college, unless I got a job somewhere else, like I was yeah. going to go back home and just live with my parents. Yeah. And that was just because that was like how I grew up. That was like what Hopefully. was going to happen. Like I'm not leaving my house until yeah I get married, basically. Yeah.
0: I think it's so interesting because there's so many different, and I think it's interesting to compare it. Um in America where we have such a I don't like saying melting pot because there's like so many better analogies, but like of cultures, right? Where it's compared side by side. Everyone's like perception of adulthood and parents' expectations of what that looks like, especially after college, is so different.
2: Yeah. And I would like to add that even depending on what generation mm. of like immigrant like immigration you've been here, right? Like what generation like you've been in the United States, that changes too because I have a lot of uh, Mexican-American friends, but our parents raised us completely different mm. because they have a little bit more of like the American culture ingrained right. already versus my parents and I, like we came here and like we're more of like first generation still. Totally,
0: yeah, it's so interesting. And even within like, I guess, um, like sub family cultures, because every yeah. family, right, has a different culture too. Like my family, um, my brother and I were raised to be super independent and stuff. so. I remember one time I was in high school still. and My dad came in with a tape measure to start measuring my room for his like new home office or something <sighs> when I was leaving college. And I think I was like a sophomore in high school and stuff. So I was like, what are you doing? But it, it was like that expectation of like when you're like after you leave to go to college you're not coming back here. Like, we'll visit you, but you're, like, this is done. You're not here. And, I like, I knew, like, if something, if I were need to, like, they would yep. always, like, welcome me back and stuff. Um, but I have a lot of other friends who it's, like, very s- switched and stuff, you know. So I do think it's also a little bit of, like, that family culture of, like, that expectation as well, which is um, so interesting because I think, you know, as, like, you know, kids, you want to make your parents proud and you want to prove to them that you're an adult and stuff. Um, but the expectations you have can look so different than your friends. And I want to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, Where Were there any characteristics and you kind of already touched on this, Andrea, but any characteristics or values of your friends' cultures that you saw, you know, that was maybe different than like um, yours in terms of your parents' expectations. Um or just expectations in general, I should say, when it comes to adulting. Um, but were there any, you know, characteristics or values of a friend's culture you saw that w- you wish you had had in your own life growing up? Um, or were there any that you are like, oh, I'm kind of glad I didn't have that. Like, I don't know. Did you guys have anything? And Harry, like, you as well, um, even coming, like, over here to do school yeah. and stuff here.
1: I was trying to think. Um, when I first come here... Um I live with the local American family, mm. and I saw their family dynamic. Is they have a big, they have a big family, but uh, the parents not seems to be so involved. Like mm. they seems very. Uh, they they are of course like oh son I love you are you coming back home blah blah. But uh, I don't feel like they're that close. Like but they seems like, uh, you know, doing the you know, the the most. At the surface, I, maybe that's not the right term, but I feel like they're not as deep connected. But with me and my family, we're not that, like, oh, like, very polite or whatever, but uh, but we're behaving like close friends. You know, when you hang out with your close friends, you're not going to be like, oh, uh, how are you? Nice, uh, nice to see you today. But you won't just go, go up and pet him. What's up? Uh, like that. Mm. And that's, uh, that's a difference that I saw between the family uh, characters, you know that I noticed in the States.
2: Yeah, definitely. That, um, for me, I think it's also just been how much freedom it seems that parents mm. give their, um, like specifically like, you know, like American or like Caucasian parents give their um, their kids compared to like the freedoms that I had, <laughs> um, like, I feel like even up to this date, like I somehow still have a curfew. Um, and like, that's something that I know, like most people, I feel like almost as soon as they got a car, they were like out the door. Right. Um, and just, I feel like that was something that I noticed that like, kind of the same thing, like my parents are super involved in my life. Like they know like what's going on. Like they're on, like my mom's honestly, like my best friend, like mm-hmm. I hang out with her all the time. And that was even something that I remember my parent shared with one of his friends was like, oh, like this has been one of my favorite like times with like, you know, this age of our children has been my favorite time because like they're our friends now. Mm -hmm. They're no longer our kids, like even though like, you know, they still parent us, but like we're friends now we can hang out and we can go out and just talk to each other like as adults. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. Um,
0: And I think. It is, it is fun once you make that jump from being like parent, from like kid parent to like still kid parent, but like a friendship has bloomed and stuff. I've, I feel like I felt that recently and it's like, it's just so nice to have at times. Um, but I wanted to talk to you guys. So you're, you're an alumni. Yeah. You've graduated and you've done your undergrad and you're finishing up your master's yeah. and stuff. So you guys are both now, you know, in the world of like the workplace and um, the hard life, the cold, hard life, right, of <laughs> the real world and all of those things. Um, so you've kind of been through a little bit of that transition, right, from school to now having a career and like progressing farther in that, whatever that may be acad- academia-wise or, you know, anything. Um when you were kind of, you know, getting ready to graduate in your undergrad, um, did you guys have like an expectation that was communicated to you by your parents of like, okay, this is kind of like the expectation we have for you now that you're done with school and stuff? Um, or did you not have that? Um, but if you did, what did that, I guess, like, what did that look like for you?
1: Okay, um, my I actually talked about this topic with my parents. Mm. They didn't have an expectation. They, they just said, um, I know you work hard. Just do the best you can. Don't worry about the results. The process is more important. But I did have an expectation for myself because I, I feel like I worked pretty hard. Four years, I chose the major. That's pretty, pretty hard to complete. I feel like physics, I had to be doing homework and study all the time and if I don't get a job that can reflect my knowledge and uh, my tuition Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's uh that's pretty sad if I'll be like unemployed or can prove my value that I have gained throughout four years Mm -hmm. uh, that was a fear for me uh upon the time I was about to graduate but my parents like they sensed the fear that from me they told me like don't worry, we got your back. And that just gave me uh, like power to just go through things even if it doesn't work out. But good thing I, I, you know, I did my uh, network with professors and uh, interviews and I learned this job. Mm-hmm. But it's also a different thing from, you know, like being a student's a career and being a, you know, after graduation is another path of life and you have to figure out, uh, where you're going and, um, getting a job for like just the very beginning. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a long expectation after that will be Mm -hmm. so.
2: Yeah. And that's a super valid fear. Um, because like, if you really think about it, we've been in school for like at least 18 years of your life, right? (laughs) So how scary is it to start thinking about like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the last year of school. What am I going to do now with my life? Um, my parents didn't really have like, kind of, they had an expectation that no matter what, I was gonna like do something. um, And that yes, they were gonna support me, but they knew my plan very early on about like continuing school. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think they, my dad specifically, kind of really asked that like, okay, like after, you know, after your undergrad, Mm -hmm. what is the plan? What are you doing? So I think he just really wanted me to know, like, where I was going so I could prepare for it. Um, And that made me, you know, prepare for graduate school, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other process, too. And now, like, now that I'm about to finish up graduate school, he's like, okay, well, like, what about a job? How is that looking? Like, what is the plan for the future? So I feel like my dad has never really pressured me, but in a sense, it's always asked me and encouraged me to like keep planning and looking forward to the future, Uh, which is something that like he's done with my brother as well that I see. Like he'll support our other um, like hobbies or other dreams or other goals, but he'll always ask us like, okay, in education wise, Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? Um, What's the next plan? What's the next move or goal, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's so interesting too because a big part of the expectation that sometimes I don't feel like we always talk about is like the money aspect. Yeah. Um, Because depending on like for me, um, you know, my mom is more the person who's like, do what you're supposed to do, what like, you know, you feel fulfilled in and stuff. And my dad, my dad is that too. But my dad is also very much more like, are you going to be, like, financially stable? And, like, what does that plan look like for you? Even growing up, um, similar kind of to your dad of just, like, asking questions to make me think about the long-term. Or, like, if we went and did something, like, a cool vacation and stuff, like, I'm always him being, like, I had to work really hard for this. And if you want to do something like this, you have to work really hard, too, and stuff. So it's, like, always those um, values of, like, hard work, right? And the financial part and stuff.
2: I think a big part of, like... Being a parent is also showing your kid in order to like be an adult is right. to show them like, this is the life I provided for mm-hmm. you, but you are going to have to, like, if you want to continue this life, you're going to have to provide that for yourself, totally. um, which I feel like is the hardest part about trying to, you know, be a full-fledged real adult. Um, I always like joke around and say I'm like a fake adult. I don't feel like a hundred percent like a real yes. adult yet, but... Um, But I think a big part of that is just being like 100% like, oh, I am good. I have a plan. I know where my life is going. Like, I'm settled. I am like confident financially. I'm confident in blah, blah, blah. Like, I know my goals. And that's a really scary thing to try to figure out like right away after undergrad. Because you're not. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're just
0: not. Oh, 100%. Um, And I think the world, it just, it gets harder every day (laughs) in just the world we live in to be get to where we want to be without like not needing help and stuff, you know and Harry, you said something too about you know trying to now after having done all the school and education to prove of like okay, this was not a waste and it was not for nothing and like I can you know yield a salary and a position and like all of that stuff to like prove that this was worth it and um, also get my money's worth out of like all of the tuition that somebody's paying and stuff um, So I think there is that also, it's like a pressure a little bit, right? To be like, okay, I've had this kind of safety net in a way, right, of being in school. Um, And now that's gone. And now it's like time to kind of prove that like I can do it. Um, Not only to, and I think this is something that's important, but not only to our parents, but like to ourselves, you know, that like I can do it. I'm like fully capable of being an adult in the world and not necessarily still needing some help, but not needing all the help now and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, which I think can be really hard if you don't have the family unit there to support you and stuff, which is something we haven't talked about. But um, there's a lot of people also who don't have parents who can support them in that way or you know, come from single parent families, all those different things too. And so that makes the odds, I think, even harder sometimes then as well to try to... Um, not launch, but, you know, immediately just try to strive for success, I guess, yeah. in that realm.
2: and I've actually been having this conversation a lot with um, other recent, like, graduates, mm. and it's, there's, like, this, like you said, like, it's more internal, like, I need to prove to myself mm. that I am doing well, that I can do this, that this was worth the money, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, worth my time and effort and dedication. But I also think it's, like, a huge... Um, problem because you compare yourself to like those other class members, you know, like you're a graduating class and you're like, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this. Like, and they got a job here and I'm over here is like still applying. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's, it's okay to remind people to like, take a breather. Like everybody, I think like my biggest thing is like everybody adults differently and in a different timeline. Yes. So it's okay. Definitely. I know. I feel like,
0: um, and it is like school in general is just like a breeding ground, I think, for comparison because you're all, you know, in the same age group for the most part or just do. And so you're all on track to launch at the same time. And so then it's easy to look at other people and be like, OK, are they Am I? where am I relative to them and stuff? Um But every path is so different in terms of like, even just like the job you want, there's so many different paths now to get there. And it looks so different for everybody too. So I think that's such a great reminder of like, hamp down the comparison, even though it's so hard and such a natural thing to do and just focus on, you know, yourself and where you're at and trying to strive for. Mm -hmm. Um, So both of you are, you know, you've already talked about your, the cultures you came from and right, how that's impacted you and stuff like that. Um, And you've talked a little bit about this, but I kind of want to delve a little bit deeper um, in the sense of like comparing that to the American culture. Um, You know, the society right now that you're currently living in, um, you know, I don't know if you feel like it has, but you've kind of hinted at it, has communicated alternative expectations right of adulthood yeah. um and so as compared to like the culture you grew up in um so if for that do you feel like how is that I just guess more so the navigation of that relationship then of living in a culture a society that maybe like the um, perspective of what adulthood is looks very different to than your actual culture um, of your family and stuff like that. Has that been a hard thing to navigate that relationship, or what has it been like for you guys? You can
2: go first
1: um, so for me, I definitely got a lot more uh, independent and individualism that I mm. got from the u s mm-hmm. and I try to convey the thoughts of uh, find a meaning in life to prove self Uh, uh, Mm. self-actualization. That's a big impact on my life because that make me, sometimes make me confused. Like, what should I do to self-actualize or what's the direction look like? And I'm still in the process of seeking um, a meaning for the future. And I told my parents too, and they used to not think about those things. Uh, They were ingrained with the Old like the Chinese culture, like uh, you need to provide, and if you provide, they'll say you don't have to think about anything else, just watch TV, eat food, blah blah blah. <laughs> but now I start talking with them, they realize, Oh wow, uh, my son really, uh, you know, evolved like thinking wise. Mm. They he made me to think, Oh, I need to start thinking, even I'm like past middle age, like 50. I still have a lot of life left. I have to do things and make life more interesting and more meaningful. Mm. And that's the alternative that I got from the US uh, that I learned. Uh, very prevalent, like the thoughts of, you know, individualism and and self-actualization. Mm. So I try to get that to my parents so yeah. we can all, you know, work to the better direction of, of life and live mm. a good life, hopefully, yeah. Oh, wow,
2: that's uh, that's so cool. And it's cr- it's. You know it's amazing that you like had that opportunity when you were like older, yeah. so that you're able to have that and communicate that with your parents mm-hmm. um for, in my experience since I moved here when I was younger um it was actually like even from very early on in my teen years, kind of trying to fight a little mm-hmm. bit I guess like those mm-hmm. two cultures were yeah. kind of fighting um because I was growing up in San Diego, so it's a very liberal culture, mm-hmm. so just, like growing up here and then having you know like more of that. Mexican traditional, um, a little bit of that machista culture still in there Mm. and like trying to balance those two things was a struggle definitely in the beginning. Um, especially when I was younger, just because I didn't have like that communication skill or like that, uh, I feel like you're a teen and I didn't really like communicate as well with my parents as I do now. Um, so I think at the beginning it was a lot of kind of fighting one thing with my parents and kind of arguing, you know, and being like, well, Everybody else does it, you know, like everybody else can do this. Like, how come I can't do this? How come I can't wear this or whatever? Um, now it's a lot more of just communicating things, honestly, like just having conversations. Like you said, like I um, have conversations with my parents. I'm like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Especially when I know it's something that can like really be in the borderline of the beliefs and values that they have, Mm -hmm. um, that might not be like, you know, lined perfectly with mine anymore because I got influenced with this American culture. Like that's part of the culture I grew up with. So being able to navigate that for me now that I'm older, it has been more of communicating with my parents and just having more of that open dialogue and being like, Hey, like, how do you feel about this? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about it? And Mm -hmm. I also think like, since I'm older now, my parents are more willing to be like, well, you know what? Like, I don't really agree with it. Like, I don't think, like, I would have done this, but I understand that, like, it's more common now. I understand that it's a thing that people do. So I'm not saying, like, I'm 100% on board, Mm -hmm. but okay, I understand. Mm. So I feel it's been more of an open dialogue. Yeah. For sure. I love both of what you guys said of just, like, you know, staying
0: true, to like where you grew up in, but also, you know, as you get older and your identity is forming more and more, um, there's different parts of you that take in different pieces of other cultures and stuff. Um, And I think that's also just like goes to who we are as human beings, right? As we're consistently always like evolving and growing and stuff, um, we question like different aspects of like, oh, maybe this doesn't necessarily fit with who I am anymore in this context and stuff. But I like what you said, especially of like communicating that and just talking about it and seeing what other people think, what your family thinks about that. Um, And I think something too that's interesting is adult, like, you know, adulting, um, I put that in air quotes, um, is not like, I think there's an expectation that we have, we can be an adult and fully formed in that in every aspect of our life. But the expectation to be like in every facet of our life is, like, impossible, I feel like. It is. Whether it, that, it's a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Like, financially, having a job, you know. Um, don't get me started on, like, having a partner. Like, if you're a woman, especially, think, like, the amount of questions I get when I'm home of, like, are you dating anyone? Are you, like, that whole marriage yeah. thing? Yeah, like and that's then that's another when expecting. you are
2: dating someone, yes. it's like, when are you getting married? And then when you finally get married, it's like, when are you having your Kid? first one? Yes. And then, yep. like, when's All the second one? Yeah. Harry's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, are uh, the expectations that women get? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but it's so many different things that accumulate and um it's a lot of pressure, I think, you know, that builds up especially if you're looking at it from so far away and feeling that from everybody. And that's not only from, you know, your like family Um, It can be from your extended family or from what you see on TV, what other people around you are doing, all of that. Um, And I think, you know, that's why I'm so happy about this episode is, especially as we're getting closer to graduation and another batch of undergrads are leaving and getting launched into this world, um, I think that's probably a lot of the questions they're kind of rattling around in their brain of like, okay what am I doing? Where am I at? Like, what do I need to do and how am I meeting the expectations I feel like are on me? Um, so I want to ask you guys, you know, what advice do you have to give to anyone? Um, you know, no matter their culture, no matter their background, you know, who's trying to navigate that transition into adulthood and trying to kind of figure out what that looks like for them individually. What's, I don't know, what's your advice for them?
1: Um, I'll say build small habits starting now, either financially or mm-hmm. personal growth or fitness. Um, like I read the book called Atomic Habits and they were t- talking about how self-improvement is like the compound interest of habits. Mm. Uh, like little little things you do today, it doesn't matter. But uh, if you accumulate years or a month, whatever, you see the, the impact, it's, it's tremendous. And I believe that because I actually had some like experiments mm-hmm. when I was in college and it works. And same thing with financial. Like if you want to um, retire free or financially freedom, you want to start doing it now, like every day. Mm. And that was, that would be the advice that I would give to people who are graduating or even just in college right now. Mm.
2: So. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, My advice would be to, take a breath. (laughs) It's okay. You just did like so many years of school. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to take a little breather. Um, But just a reminder that kind of, again, everybody adults differently. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. I know it's hard not to compare yourself to others, but realize that you are on your own path. You will be fine. It'll work out the way it was meant to for you. Um, And I really think it's just It's okay. And I think the older you get, actually, you realize that the adults that you thought had it together, (laughs) don't. like They don't. And nobody really, you know, kind of like what you said, nobody really has it all together. Um, And I think that's part of adulting is realizing (laughs) that you're never going to have it all together, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be working towards it. And then especially using, you know, your advice is work towards those goals little by little. So, yeah, it's okay. Everybody adults differently.
0: Yes. Awesome advice from both of you. Thank you
2: so much.
0: Um, well, we're going to wrap up. This has been such a great episode. I think it's going to be so helpful for so many people in all different facets of life and where they are at and stuff. Um, so thank you both for being here for that. I always end it by asking you guys, do you have anything you would like to promote at all? Any events, any organizations, anything? If not, it's okay. Yeah. Um, or your Instagram handles, anything like that as well.
1: <laughs> I don't have any.
0: Yeah, I don't have any. Okay, no worries. Um, well, thank you guys so much for being here for this conversation. It was so great, and I'm sure we will be um, hearing from both of you in the future. But yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank, you. thank you. for listening to our podcast and for supporting us. And stay tuned for when we come back in two weeks as we invite Jake Gilbertson and Claire Sundberg to discuss LGBTQ+, normalizing the conversation. Until then, be sure to stay safe and we will see you soon. Take care. This podcast would not be made possible without the Office of Multicultural and International Student Services at Point Loma Nazarene University. It was executively produced by Bella Passi and Sam Cupong. It was written by Fernanda Viana and Bella Passi. Research was done by Fernanda Viana. It was filmed by Kevin Langley from the Media Services Department of Point Loma Nazarene University edited by Bella Passi.